Welcome back, everybody, to the Thrive Tree Podcast, Mastering the Art of Thriving at Life, where we talk about creating change in our lives and in the world around us. I'm your host, Jeremy Jones, and I've got with me Gigi. Say hi, Gigi. Hello. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about improving the average, which is a term that Gigi came up with, and, and, um, and, and making small changes and only paying attention to the last few days and not trying to procrastinate in, in, on making a change in our lives um, and trying to like really get too granular, too analyzing which causes all kinds of uh, side effects. And then the study that we want to talk about or the, the, um, the article we want to talk about is this, uh, the vegetarian diet will kill you. Um, and and uh, it, I don't know, that's kind of a clickbaity headline, I think. But uh, we're going to break that down a little bit and talk about kind of what the article was, was explaining and um, what we can learn from it. Um, and we'll, we'll hit that one a little bit later. So let's talk about this, this concept that I have. And I'm going to have an article that goes along with this. And it's something that I've learned from just working with people and a lot of the, a lot of the books and, and, uh, that I've read talk about, you know, making these small changes. And I think, you know, it could be improving your fitness, improving your diet, being better sleep, doing something better at work, spending more time with your family or, you know, your social circles, all these little areas where we can create change. And, and usually some people want to improve. And if you were to list these five or six categories for yourself, you're probably only going to want to focus on a couple of them, but you could track all of them if you really wanted to. And the, the concept is, is we don't need to like be super specific on saying like, I am going to go to the gym three times per week and blah, 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 and have all that stuff. It's good to have that as kind of a, you know, general plan. But what I like to think of is you just need to think about uh, the last few, the average of the last few days. You know, it comes from, kind of from this concept of you are the average of the 10 closest people to you, which is kind of a common phrase. I don't know if I'm, I'm paraphrasing that, but um I like, to, I like to think that you're kind of the average, where you're going to be in, in one year or 10 years can be somewhat look, uh, predicted by what, how you've been in the last three or four days. You know, are you, are you getting a little plus sign on that, on that characteristic every single day? You know, how many minuses do you have? You know, so for fitness, for example, you might, it might be, did you work out? Did you go to the Cairo? Did you go for a walk? You know, did you, um, uh, did you spend some good time like practicing a new skill or working on mobility? Those would all be pluses. You know, minuses would be things like didn't do anything physical, um, sat for a long, extended period of time, didn't, you know, slouched all day. You know, those are minuses. And then kind of there's the zeros too, the kind of equals. You didn't really do anything good or bad. Maybe you just, uh, um, maybe you did a little bit of stretching. Maybe you did consciously try to sit up better and have good posture. Maybe you consciously got up out of your chair a little bit more. Those are just kind of neutral. And if you look over the last four days or, or, or so, and maybe today, you know, how many pluses did you get and how many minuses did you get? And obviously, the, you want to you have more pluses than minuses. And it doesn't have to be anything more than that. There's going to be days where you have huge pluses and you did an amazing workout and you went to the chiropractor and it's still just one little tiny plus. But then you have really big negative days. And, but as long as we just think about over the last few days, you, know, you don't have to analyze it or write it down if you don't want to. Just think. Did I have more pluses than minuses? And if you had a bunch of minuses, you need to say, okay, it's not a big deal, you know, because it's only, you know, even if you've had 100 minuses in a row, you're only worried about the last few days. And don't, don't procrastinate on starting something new. Just be like, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go for a walk, you know. And then, you know what? I know, I know the next two days are going to be rough. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to, um, tomorrow, I'm going to try to do a little workout at home, you know, before anything gets in the way and do it early in the day you know, and, and then that way I get another plus and you just try to get as many pluses as you can to outweigh the negatives. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It's kind of, it's kind of the difference between like, um, like riding a fad or changing your life, 
right? Like you can't change your life overnight, but say you wanted to, I'll use something like a common example, right? A lot of people, when they want to get into shape, they say, I'm going to go for a run every day. I'm going to go for a run every day. Reality is that if you're going from like not doing anything to doing something every day, it fails more often than not. Um, just because it's not your norm, it's not your regular routine, the amount of energy that you need to kind of shift your entire life in that direction is a lot. And most people just don't have that willpower, that ability in your life to kind of drop everything and change. Just like and then, and then as soon as they fail, like one or two days in a row, they just the whole they just give up. Right, exactly, exactly. But the reality is that say, say you're like, okay, for the next month, I'm going to go for a run every single day. And then you look back in the month and you're like, fuck, like I only went like once a week and I it's like it's awful and I thought I could do it but but you know four times that month it's still more than the zero that you did in the month before that so you still like when you look at that average of your whole life you're still improving like by increments right and I like even like a micro look at like four days at a time right and it's not this four days and then you know days five to eight and yeah. then days to 12, right? Roll, it's like a, a rolling average, yeah. A rolling average, right? So that is, that's cool. Cause I know like we had two snow days this week. It's only Thursday. <laughs> my <laughs> kids, it's only the second day they've been to school this week. Cause it's like, which means that my workouts have suffered. It means like yesterday after, like after another full day of having them at home and playing endless games of life just over and over and over again. Like we had pizza for dinner because I was fucking done by the end of it, right? But that doesn't mean that it's going to throw off like my Monday and Tuesday were pretty good. And Thursday, today was great. And, you know, by Monday, that Wednesday is already gone, right? And it's like, fuck it, it's already off the four days and it doesn't matter, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's, and it's, you can remember it, right? Like you can think back, you know, today's Thursday. So Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, and then you can go, okay, Sunday, I didn't do anything. Okay. That's a minus, you know, Monday, I kind of did. So that's a zero Tuesday. I worked out, you know, so now you're kind of net zero at this point, you know, Wednesday I worked out, Oh, I'm in a positive, you know, and I should try to connect more positives. Obviously if you can get positives, the longer the chain, the better, the faster, the faster you're going to progress, uh, make progress. And, but, but again, you, you, you also can't rest on your laurels either, you know? So it's, it's one of those things where, again, you do link a bunch of things together, but after four or five days, it, that kind of doesn't really matter anymore. <laughs> you know, like you, you can work out every, you know, you know, five times a week for, for 10 years and you take, you take a couple months off and your, and your fitness level is going to go way down. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, uh, or, or again, diet, you could have eaten clean and, and eaten really well for 10 years and, you know, within a matter of months or, or even a month, you can, you can be, you know, completely a different person. And so, <laughs> you've done that where you go on vacation, right? And you come back and you're like, ah, I suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, even on vacation, I, I also like the concept of kind of just like, again, just this super simple plus or minus. Cause on vacation, like I said, it doesn't, it's yeah, there's going to be, you know, all these minuses because it's you're drinking and, 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 and drinking booze and eating all this tasty food. But if you can try to like, okay, well, like, you know, I can make it a zero, you know, maybe you can just hold the ground by, by trying to eat the, you know, some healthy stuff before you go have the, the, the big dessert or whatever, um, or try to eat a lot of protein before you, before you drink a lot, you know, or, or when yeah. you're drinking, try to drink less, less sugary stuff and just have more liquor. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 
but but uh, so so yeah, I mean, you can make these decisions and 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 to say, okay, like I'm going on vacation, I'm going to get a bunch of positives before I leave, right? And then and then when I get back, I'm going to try to link a bunch of positives. You know, uh, part of this concept came from the nutrition stuff that's working really well is this remote coaching that people get or or work with a nutrition coach where you where you um, use an app like MyFitnessPal and you put in your food and um, and it shows you your macros, your total calories and how many carbs you ate, protein and fat and and realistically, again, food is funny like that, where you have one bad day, or you have one bad meal, and then you're kind of like, well, the day's messed up, or I messed up the week. And it, it's the way the nutrition works, it's really just a rolling average. You know, we talked about this in one of the other podcasts, where, where if you are going to have a bunch of bad food on Saturday, you know, Thursday and Friday, you, you eat a few less calories, a few less carbs, and then you get a couple positives, you go completely off the rails and have a blast and have fun and enjoy yourself on Saturday. That's a negative, but you had two positives before that. And then you make Sunday a positive and guess what? You're still on track. You're still making gains. And, and, um, but this applies to other aspects of our life too. You know, if, if it's sleep, you know, you, you know, like, Oh, I stayed up too late. Okay. Well then this time, you know, I'm gonna make sure I go to bed early tomorrow. And yeah, if you had a, if you had a, a um, two or three days of really good sleep and then you have one or two days of bad sleep, you're still probably okay. You know, and, but, but it also makes you think about the next day you can, again, you can kind of, steer yourself and make some plans to say, okay, I know tomorrow I'm going to, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to not have as much caffeine, you know, I'm gonna, and then I'm going to deliberately turn off my electronics and, and go to bed earlier tomorrow. And you, and you, you're more deliberate about that. You know, you don't want to plan necessarily a whole lot out beyond that, except for some, maybe setting up routines, but in general, you know, you can just think about the last few days and, and that rolling average and don't let things from a week ago or more set you back. But then also don't let the, the, you know, the momentous life change that you're going for um, demotivate you, right? Just think about the last few days and think about today and tomorrow. That's it. Yeah, I really like that. I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by like, um, you know, I, used, I had a client and if she ever listens to this, she'll be like, oh my God, that's me. So, <laughs> <laughs> but she would be like, well, you know, I, I'm not eating sugar. I'm not eating sugar ever again. And I'm like, that's stupid. You should have probably have some sugar like on Friday or like on your birthday or mm -hmm. I know you like tequila. So, you know, um, but it was, she had this like all or nothing mentality and it got her so upset. Right. And it was just like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm going to see this. She, you, she did all these like doctors diets. Right. So mm -hmm. like, Oh, we'll give you all the shots you need so that you can diet properly. And I'm like, that's if that should tell you right off the bat that this probably isn't a good choice. But anyway, um, so it would be like, yeah, no, I'm going to see him. It's fine. I'm just never going to have sugar ever again in my entire life, which is incredibly unrealistic, you know. But like, what is realistic is look at the last four days. Okay, you had sugar every day, so maybe instead of having sugar at every meal, have one meal that doesn't have sugar in it. That's an improvement. Next day, have two meals that don't have sugar in them. Next day, you're right back to sugar at every meal. Okay. You're going to go back to like improving a little bit, right? But yeah. you're still up because you still have those positives from exactly those one or two good choices. And even on vacation, like go for a walk on the beach. That's a positive. Go for a little bit longer of a swim than you normally would. You know, mm -hmm. that that's a positive. All that stuff adds up. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the research says that when people are, are focusing on the end result, the end goal, it's very demotivating because people are, are, are looking at how much farther they have to go. And especially when you're stuck in the middle of it. So, you know, we're recording this at the end of February, you know, 
50% or more people have fallen off of their kind of, you know, New Year's resolutions, because you kind of get into this dip where you put all this work in, and you have so much farther to go. And it's really hard to be motivated when you're, when you're just looking at the, the peak of the mountain, and you still have to go up there. And instead of taking a, mo a minute back, the research says that when people are reminded about how much progress they've made, it's much more motivating to say, look how far you've come. That's why you bef before and after photos are actually good, you know, because you, you don't see yourself the changes every day, but then you look at that photo from two months ago and you're like, oh, I totally look different, you know, and, and it's much more motivating. Um, this is why, you know, in, in workout programming, why I deliberately repeat workouts that we've done, you know, six months ago or whatever. And it's not that we're trying to test every single day, but it gives you that data point and that little hit of dopamine that says like you accomplished something, you are better than you were before. And, and that keeps you motivated instead of saying, oh, but I'm still so far from doing this thing. And, and, you know, like I always say, I always use the analogy of like climbing a mountain, you know, you like you, the mountain is where you're trying to go and you, you, that's kind of, you kind of set your coordinates and, but then you spend the rest of your time just taking one foot in front of the other. You look down, so you, otherwise you're going to trip over all the rocks. But the, and then occasionally you want to step back and look and see how far you've come. And don't keep focused on the mountain. You know, you want to just keep focusing on the steps. And this is, this is kind of a, the steps part, right? You're just looking at where you've been going and, you know, making some course corrections based upon the last few steps that you made. Um, the, uh, and the other thing you were saying with, you know, the, 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 uh, oh, the other thing I was going to mention was how to implement this. So again, you could just create a practice around once per day when you're, when you're, you know, brushing your teeth or when you're, when you're driving to work. You just sit there and stop and say, okay, what have I done on this, on this one thing or two things? But if you want to be more deliberate about it, you can actually use a journal or a calendar. It's really easy to just have a, a paper calendar. And you just write a little plus or a minus, you know, each day. And, and you'll know what that thing is. And maybe you, have, maybe you have a couple of them. And you always just look back to the last few days. And then maybe you're like, hey, if I can get 10 pluses in a row, I'll celebrate. You know, and, and, and so you, you, can, you can kind of reward yourself for that behavior. And so it's really easy to track that. Now, if you do use that, you can actually track more things. But again, sometimes when the tracking becomes so onerous, we stop doing it because, because it becomes like another thing we got to do. So you shouldn't try to make it too, too. And there are probably are apps for this. I haven't done the research on that, but um, there is one called like habit RPG where you have like a little role, role playing game and you have this little character that gets points as you, you put in what you were supposed to be doing. And then it, it pings you every day to put in your numbers and then your character gets little, little uh, icons and things. It's pretty fun. But, but uh, um, I haven't used it in years, but it still pings me every night at seven o'clock. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it, it, was, it became a little bit more than I wanted to. I think I tried to like put way too much stuff in it and it was taking all this time to fill out. And so, um, and so it, 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 it's easier for me just to focus on one or two things and be like, okay, I did good the last few days. I'm going to keep, I'm going to try to not break the chain and then, um, or, oh, I've done bad for a couple of days. I need to make sure that I that I do it today or do something tomorrow. Um, let's talk about that, that article that you mentioned. So why don't you break it down for everybody? So I saw a clickbait article that a friend had posted. My mom's vegetarian diet is what killed her. Very, Did, very now, serial killer-esque. Wasn't she an author too? She, I, but I don't know. I only read half the article. But <laughs> well, it was just confirming what you already knew at this <laughs> Well, yeah, I think confirmation bias will only get you so far when you're interested in something. But um, so the whole concept was basically that, um, whatever. So there's a whole, like, okay, without getting too far into vegetarianism, which is not really the point of bringing this up, um, it talked about the difference between 
obesity and all of the chronic illnesses that are associated with obesity, which are very well known, right? Cardiovascular disease, diabetes, um, you know, cancer. obviously mobility, joint problems, cancer, exactly. Um, and then, but then there's a, another concept called overfat, which obesity is defined by your BMI, right? Your body mass index. And then, but then being overfat is a, it's a completely unknown concept and it it's effectively like on the outside you'd look and you'd be like oh it's the same thing as obesity but it's not and it basically measures your um the ratio of like fat to everything else um it's not body fat percentage as far as i could tell it's slightly different from that as well um again i didn't read the whole, whole article <laughs> but the whole point was that you can be, your BMI can be normal, so you wouldn't be classified as obese, but if you don't have um, enough muscle mass on you, you can still develop all of the same issues as you would if you were obese, right? Like your, um, your type 2 diabetes and your cardiovascular disease, but surprisingly the same mobility type issues, right? Because like, just because you don't have all the extra fat that's on your knee joints, doesn't mean that your knees still can't weaken over time if you're not- the cr Chronic inflammation, right? Right, exactly. Chronic inflammation from having too much processed foods. Um, anyway, so this guy had, he's a cardiologist and he had related the overfat phenomenon to vegetarian diets because they are, not only are they lacking in essential amino acids that we get only from meat, like veganism, but it was also that you're replacing that stuff with super highly like ultra processed foods that are really high in sugar. So not only are you missing on one side, you're also adding in all the really bad stuff. I like to call I like to call them carbitarians. Carbitarians. <laughs> I meet people that say they're like I, I meet people who are vegetarian. They're doing it right. Like they're eating a ton of healthy vegetables and they make sure they're getting enough protein. And you like vegetarianism, the thing that galls me about vegetarians, are, you know, are the ones that like, it's the healthiest diet and you know, it's the, no, it's just a diet and it's an extreme, you know, it's, it's not normal for humans to eat plants only. Um, and, and it is one way and it works great for some people and, and, uh, but don't try to tell everybody that it's healthier than all these other diets. And, and, that, but then the other thing that really like, that really bugs me is when people talk about being uh, vegetarians and, and like their meals consist of like bagels and rice and like chips and all these like and you're like that's not that's not healthy like that it, it's it's highly processed and it's tons of carbs and sugar and it doesn't have protein and the healthy fats that you need and and uh, and those are the people that kind of end up with this condition you're talking about aka skinny fat right people who who look they don't look like they're necessarily overweight you know but they but they have such low muscle mass that it's put them at risk for these other conditions yeah, a lot, of, a lot of alcoholics will have this as well, right? So they're not overweight, but because of all the alcohol and like the sugars from the alcohol that they have, they develop type 2 diabetes and, and their body looks like and acts like someone who is obese, right? So there's, there's lots of different ways that this stuff can be caused. But at the end of the day, you need, you need to have a better balance, right? And it's not, if you're not moving and you're not working out and, and you don't have a good hormonal balance inside you from whether it be like lifestyle or diet or just, I don't know, whatever else would cause that. That's basically it. Not again, not of <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that kind of encompasses everything, right? Like your lifestyle and your diet. Yeah. But, but uh, another article that was kind of uh, come up around the same time as this, it was just talking about how 
the vegetarian and vegan movement has been a boon for the food industry and how it's, a, it's such a huge moneymaker because they can sell these products to people who want to be vegetarian and vegan and then they, all they're doing is processing it for longer shelf life and you know, palatability, but it's not the, the, those companies don't have the health necessarily in mind, right? And so they, they charge a premium and, and uh, people buy that stuff because they, they want to be vegetarian or whatever, but it's not healthy, right? Yeah. I think, I think it comes from that you try to have normal foods that don't have that stuff in it, right? And you, you kind of saw the same effect when um, the war on fat, right? So it's like yogurt is good for you, but this is a fat-free yogurt. Okay, but to make fat-free yogurt, you're like super processing it. You've got to add in all kinds of chemicals like trans fats or not, but like other chemicals mm-hmm. and tons of sugar because without the fat, it tastes like garbage. So it's the same thing with veganism or vegetarian stuff. It's like, well, this is egg-free bread or this is, you know, um, I don't know. What's another example? Like egg-free something. I'm looking around my kitchen like to see if there's anything and there's only lemons. <laughs> These are egg-free lemons. We're gonna charge you. We're gonna charge you more because they're gluten-free, egg-free, uh, humanely raised lemons. Right. And, yeah. And and again, it's 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 a market. It's marketing, right? And it's not it's it's not the healthy thing. The fat free the the fat-free craze started in the 80s and 90s, and I grew up with that. It was all fat-free yogurt, you know, margarine in the household, which we know now margarine was just chocolate of trans fats, and 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 again. You have to think back, okay, what, you know, what's really going on here? You know, there, people, people, there aren't, there isn't tons of money to be made from selling vegetables. And so there's, there isn't a push to say, look, you should eat more vegetables. And, oh, this is, these are all the great health benefits. And they try to do that, you know, like the, you know, pomegranates are like the, you know, the magic superfood. superfood. Yeah, that's the word. And, and, uh, but re- the reality is, is there's not huge marketing pushes for these things. And so we don't, we don't eat them. And, but that kind of gives them a little bit, like that should give you an idea of what you should be eating. Things that aren't being pushed, crammed down your throat, no pun intended, um, <laughs> that, that are probably healthy. Just like, you know, uh, local, you know, local meats and, and uh, you know, fish and eggs and, and, and uh, uh, you know, lots of uh, uh, vegetables and, you know, some, some fruits going to be fine, lots of berries. And, and but, but kind of the, the, in, the, in the bigger picture of what we're saying here is that clickbait title is, uh, um, is, doesn't mean you shouldn't like vegetarians are all going to die, you know, <laughs> like, you know, and, and, uh, and it doesn't mean that there's, there isn't a good way to be a vegetarian. And especially if you're doing it for like, uh, for like religious reasons or, or other things like, you know, there is a, there is reasons why that that's, it's totally fine to, and you can make that work. But in the, um, but it, like I said, you shouldn't get sucked into this. Oh, vegetarian's the most healthy thing. Like they always rank diets every year, one to a hundred, and like the paleo diet or whatever is always like considered unhealthy at the bottom of the list. And vegetarianism is like one number one or two. And they're like, well, you eat lots of vegetables and you don't eat all those bad fats and those bad animal products. And it's like, well, and you don't do that in the paleo diet either. <laughs> like, oh, but it's too restrictive, and it tells you not to eat processed grains and gluten and things. And, and that's, that's a healthy staple of the diet. And it's like, vegetarian tells you not to eat meat. <laughs> like that's restri- more restrictive. And so it's, it's just funny how there's the, the, these public perceptions um, around the vegetarian diet. But again, when you guys see those, those clickbait articles, always go into it with a grain of salt. You can tell that Gigi said that she, you know, she got about halfway through and realized, okay, like I, 
what was interesting is about the difference between your BMI um, in obesity and in this this other version of of being uh, hyper fat. And so that's that was a really interesting concept. But at the same time, like like you probably didn't need to keep reading because it's like, oh yeah, I know all this. Like this is you know this clickbait article got me in, and then it realized like okay, it's just it's just there's nothing really that new here. Um, but yeah, so we'll end it here. You guys start thinking about your averages over the last three or four days. You know, think about did, did you get a plus? Did you get a minus? Did you get a, just a push and go go with a zero? And then try to start thinking about okay, I need to get more pluses than minuses, and just keep it simple. And like I said, if you want to track it, you can use a calendar. You can you can just keep notes on your phone, um, but don't don't make it too hard. And also, don't get too caught up. You know, f- focusing how far you have to go, and just focus on you know now. I just want to say one more thing. My favorite thing to do when I have a minus day is go to bed early. Cause then I'm like, if I stay up longer, I'm probably going to have some more tequila. I might have a second bowl of ice cream. I might like, right. And then it's like, well now I'm up late and I'm drunk. So I'm hungry. And you know, so if you're looking back on the day and you're like, well, today sucked, just go to bed. It's like a double because you're staying away from the bad stuff and you get a good night's sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, uh, there's a lot of things that can be solved just by going to bed earlier. <laughs> like health, well, I mean, everything, everything. We all need more sleep and just, just go to bed. You know? Just go to bed. <laughs> and that's it. We're done. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks again for tuning in. Keep, uh, keep, uh, keep downloading, keep, keep promoting this stuff to other people so we can get more listeners. If you guys have any more ideas, make sure you send them our way so it's stuff that we can cover you know, clickbait articles or science that seems, that seems uh, confusing and uh, um, keep making change. Bye.